Black Heart Cinema Podcast coming back at you. This ain't the Black Heart Cinema Podcast. This ain't the Terra Dome. Neither. Neither. Welcome to hell. Fletcher, joining me as always. The devil. A.K.A. Mr. Whitehead, Mr. Sims. Uh, yes, Mr. Sims. What movie did we watch, Whitehead? We watched the fucking classic Tales from the Hood. We did, and for whatever reason on this podcast, we do things out of order, but this is the one. <laughs> yeah, did we did we record the third one first, then the second one, and then wait years to do this uh, one? The, no, the second one was like one of the first ten episodes we did. Okay, we did two, then we did three, and then we just waited a couple years to do one. Yeah, and because uh, it's the best one. It really is. I hadn't, I hadn't seen this movie in a couple years. Still solid, dude. Yeah, I hadn't watched it in quite a few years either. I've, I've seen it twice in my adulthood, so this would be the third time. But uh, backstory: me and you, I think when we first met, had talked about this movie pretty early on in our friendship. Yeah, because I remember this movie because you were terrified by it too. It, yeah, it was, uh, it was the dollhouse uh, segment. With all the dolls, and um, I remember, I don't remember what age I was, maybe, I don't know, when this movie came out? Uh, 95. I don't know. Probably wasn't new, because I I watched it on TV. I did, too. I I like six or seven, and I just remember turning on the TV and seeing a bunch of these little fucking dolls, and it freaked me the fuck out. And I turned that movie off, because I didn't know what it was. Other than creepy dolls and, yeah. That never forgot it. I uh, I vividly remember this because, like I told you, I was fucking shook by this movie. I watched it, like, the year after it came out. I think it premiered on USA Network or whatever. Yeah. But it was, like, late at night. And uh, I want to say, I don't think it was uncut. Like, they, would, they wouldn't bleep the cussing, but they do that thing where they just like change mother and they just cut the audio out completely oh okay because i remember being like damn this is hard because i remember it's quite a bit of the violence still being there from what my dumb kid memory can recall to my adult memory yeah i can't really see any of the kills that they would take out the only thing they i think they would censor at least were the some of the naked women in the last uh second to last segment or i guess the last segment yeah i, I I want to say they didn't have as much gore in those bullet shots of Crazy K, because that was pretty bloody. Yeah, maybe. Um, full spoilers on this one, but... Uh, yeah, because this movie's been out for It's been out for a while, but we did the other two, and... or I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, we, I can't remember if we went story by story beat. I don't think we did, but we just can generally talk about the movie, I guess. Kind of like we did the other ones. Yeah. Um, great performance by Clarence Williams the Third. Excellent. Uh, the best Mr. Sims, and that's from comes from someone who loves Keith David and Tony Todd. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He was just so obsessed with the shit. The shit. The shit. Um, what was your favorite segment? Um, sorry, I'm, I was sitting here looking. I, did we do an episode on three? I can't remember if we did one on three. I couldn't find it. I, I thought we did. I know we watched it. Or maybe we watched it and it was so dog shit we just never did it. Yeah, this is definitely uh, Diminishing Returns on the Tales from the Hood trilogy. But having said that, I will say this movie's probably the movie that got me in love with uh, anthology horror movies. Where it's like vignettes. It, yeah, probably one of the first ones I'd watched. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. Like It has some weird kind of... 
I'm not saying it's the greatest movie ever, even the greatest horror movie ever, but it has some kind of weird stake for me is because I like was like, oh, cool, you can have several stories that are scary in one movie. Yeah, and then bookend it with another story that was a story like a framing story the whole yeah. time. Um, sorry, I, I lost our train of thought, but uh, yeah, we might not have done the third one because I couldn't find it on. Maybe maybe we did. Maybe we, we just maybe watched we it. And it was just so fucking like now that I think of it, I. I can't really remember. I can remember the framing story. I can too. Three. We were talking about that the other night, but because it's Tony Todd, like getting chased, or he's talking to kids. He's oh no, he's got like a little. He, he, like he's running down like a little ghost girl or something, something like that. But um, fuck that. We're talking about the original. Yeah, we're we're talking about the original. Uh, no Tony Todd. So, we love you, Tony Todd. But I know we definitely did the second one because that was one of the first episodes we did on this podcast. Yeah, with that very ill. I, I don't know. The now, I, I will say this: it's not as scary as I remember as a kid. This first one, it's still really good. Yeah, but I think maybe uh, I just remember seven-year-old me because that's how old I had to be. Just by the end of this movie, when it is revealed that the main characters are in hell and have been dead the whole time, such a rug pull for seven-year-old me. Oh, I can imagine. And because uh, you said you didn't finish it, you turned it off. Oh yeah, no, I got freaked out by the little the little crazy dolls and just turn that shit off and and then it would probably be several years later until i actually sat down and watched it oh, and then god. saw that doll part and was like oh my god it's th- that's from this like and i'm not a, like i'm a jackass i'm not afraid of now, dolls anymore this i vividly remember here's where i came in right when those cops pulled that dude over in the first story i thought it was like gonna be an action movie or something and then as then it just goes into full blown. Then I was like, "What am I watching?" Like I was like, mm, "No one's gonna stop me from watching this." I was in my room. Yeah, I was like, "Okay." I was like, "Maybe this is like a crime thing." And then these cops start fucking up this dude, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I was still pretty young, like I said, and I was like, "But you know, like you're a, you're a child." I was like, "Police aren't supposed to be bad people." Because then when they started framing that, like shooting him up with the drugs, I was just like, "Wait, what?" Because by that point, you, you I, didn't think they were bad at first. <laughs> no, like when they started beating him, I was already like little kid me, seven year old me was like, cops aren't supposed to do this. No, what? Not. I was like, and then like the dude slowly had because I had not seen the framing part, and then that dude comes back from the dead, and I was just utterly horrified and was like, what the fuck am I watching? But yeah. I'm going to keep watching. Yeah, just teleporting around, chasing these dirty cops. Oh, like I said, that shit horrified me as a child when they look back and he's just right there. Because then I, I'd kind of forgotten about, like, these are bad cops. I was like, okay, this would just be fucking terrifying to have to deal with this, period. And no one else could see him. Yeah. Like the crackheads and shit in the alley. I was like, God fucking damn it. I was like, that's scary. And then it cuts to the funeral home and I'm like, oh, Okay, and I was old enough to know what Tales from the Crypt was, because I'd seen some of that, but those are one story, one episode. Yeah. So then he goes in the next story, which is the more the play, the lightest one of the first ones, is the kid with the imagination and the drawing. That I, I remember that one was probably like my favorite one out of the whole thing, because it's so fucking, like, it's just crazy. Like, And it's David Allen Greer yeah. being a very fucked up villain. Yeah, and, uh, and the, abusive father. Well, ab- I'm, I'm, I'm guessing like abusive boyfriend. Yeah, and, and that was the one I because I st- I ended up watching it till the end the first time I saw it as a kid and I was just like, 
okay, that one would be fucking scary to have uh, get beat, but I was just like, this is the after-school special one. And by this point, my little dumb kid brain was like, oh, this is like grown-up Are You Afraid of the Dark? With yeah. several stories, and I was like, I'm going to keep going. So I did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... Then I saw the dolls. Yeah. The Wish the Doll one is good, but the, the the second one I think is probably the best just because kids get, like, teacher teacher figures out. Kids getting hit. Kids getting abused at home, and he goes home. Or, like, I, I guess he also, does he ever put it two and two together with a kid? Like, when the kid makes the drawings? He can fucking do shit with them. Yeah, because like he he noticed that the kid had the kid was got bullied at school too, and the kid had drawn a picture of one of the little boys and like crumpled it up and then like oh that kid's going to the hospital now. And the next cause, shot because he, he broke fell down the stairs. Yeah, broke his arm, both of his arms and legs at the same time. And I don't think at that point he had, the teacher had put that together. I think he was just making a house call because he was legitimately concerned. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was doing that regardless. But he found out later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did he ever find but out? Yeah, I guess the kid apparently has the power if he draws you. And it doesn't even have to be a good drawing either. It was Yeah. How old do you think that kid was? Seven, eight, maybe. Yeah. That kid ain't no, he's no Mozart. <laughs> Around my. I'm done. <laughs> he's no Mozart. Yeah. He's no Van Gogh. He's no Van Gogh. Uh,. But yeah, like he's no Mozart of drawing. I, yeah, I, I, I fucked that one. No, up. No, it's fine. Um, uh, yeah, but, I'm trying to think which my favorite one is. Which really, the framing story is good because you don't see that coming. At least seven year old me did not. Yeah, because I, I wouldn't like. If, I'm gonna pretend like I don't know the end of the movie. Yeah, I wouldn't have called that either. Yeah, like. Hell, even if I would have only seen this the first time at, like, 18 years old, I probably wouldn't have seen that coming either. Yeah. Because there's no clue at that beginning. That, until they get down to the basement. Which is, like, the last five minutes. So. Yeah, like, at that point, you got to realize something weird is up. But also, when they get to David Allen Greer's coffin, that might be a little indicator. Because, like, that, we didn't say, he ends up attacking the child, the teacher, and the mother. He's about to smack the mother with a frying pan, and the little kid takes a drawing he made and bends, like, just folds the arm over. And just starts fucking up David Allen Greer. And then his arm, like, for real, folds over. He ends up, like, crumpling the paper, and there's just a pile of David. And then they set him on fire. The, te- the-, the teacher doesn't want to potentially go down for murder, so he talks the child into delivering the killing blow and burning the, the drawing yeah like turns the stove on it's like all right kid i'm gonna bring it over here then i'm gonna hand it to you and i'm gonna kind of tell you go ahead and kill your stepdaddy go ahead and kill your mama's boyfriend it's cool but you do it not me even though i could have um so i thought it was kind of weird i didn't notice that till this last viewing yeah totally set that kid up for murder yeah and also to mr sims uh, Clarence Williams III shows the three gangsters, which is the framing story that three gangsters get a call from a funeral home guy to come pick up some drugs. He like, found I found a alley. bunch of drugs. Y'all need to come get it. And uh, shows David Unger's body in a coffin because he's working at a funeral home. I can't remember if I said that. It's a charred, burnt It's a charred, corpse. burnt, crippled, or like, smushed up mess. Yeah, it's just like bones and like very little gristle just kind of 
in a casket. They didn't even like stretch him back out and put his bones back in the right order. They just left him in a fucking pile and like, ah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm like, put him in a coffin. It'll be fine. Which it was a closed casket when they walked up to him. And Mr. Sims was like, yo, check this shit out, guys. All, they all were closed caskets. Yeah, and he was like, but I'm going to open them. Yeah, like this one's just extra bad. Yeah, and it was just like, oh, God. Yeah, because, like, what funeral home's doing that? Because you've seen the previous body, and it was all dressed up and shit. But yeah, like, the fir- yeah, the first cop that was uh, the only black cop from the first story, which I know we're just jumping all around, but we're having fun with it. Yeah, fuck uh, it. Fuck you. Watch the movie. It's old. Dude, it's funny because uh, this is a genre called hood horror. I I've, I've actually wikipedia the shit years ago. Like, I, I remember I was, like, in college, and I looked up the Wikipedia for... Um, Tales from the Hood, and uh, it was like a 1995 hood horror film, and I was like, right-click, new tab, hood horror, and it's stuff like we've seen Snoop Dogg's Hood of Horror, uh, Troll 2, or sorry, not Trolls 2, but uh, Leprechaun 2. (laughs) Trolls 2. Sorry, you were talking about Trolls. My fucking ass. Leprechaun 2, or whichever Leprechaun in the Hood is. Uh, That's like Leprechaun, like, 5? Yeah. Also, too, another movie we've watched... uh, Dogface, a trap house horror. Oh, we watched tra- that. That's a good ass movie. Yeah, though. that's a good one. We like, watched that. That's a two to find. I would put that on par. Okay, well, let me let me let me kind of reel it back. I would put this close to the same level as the Twist in Nomads. Oh yeah, I feel you. Because like, I mean, yeah. Granted, it's kind of a dumb one, but it's like I didn't I didn't see that coming. Leaps and bounds with that movie. Um Sorry if I'm talking loud. I was talking over the thing a minute ago. Yeah, I forgot to turn it No, it's it fine. Off. I don't think it's picking up, but if it is, fuck it. Fuck it. It's hot. Uh, it is it's hot. It's, it's summertime. Sun, yeah. But uh, as much as I like this movie, it's it's just funny because I said to Whitehead, it's not really geared toward a seven-year-old white boy, but did I get the full horror effect from it? Because I remember after it was over, I remember just going to bed like, God damn. They were in hell the whole time. I was just like, I went to bed and was just like, I'm not going to get in a street gang now. Like, I inadvertently got scared straight by something that was not even meant for me. Yeah. That was aimed at the younger African-American community and the African-American community as a whole. Eh, fuck it. Movies are for everybody. Movies are for everyone. Movies are for everybody. I, I guess the message, I was just like, oh. I was like, I don't need to fucking deal dope and fucking run around with a gun. Yeah. But that's happened with other movies, too, that weren't made for me. I saw Casino fairly young and was just like, the last scene of that movie, I was just like, ooh, don't get into organized crime or marry Sharon Stone. I've only ever seen bits and pieces of Casino. Fair enough. But uh, I was just like, don't get into organized crime. Because you might get beat to death with a bat in a cornfield and buried alive. Unless you can insulate yourself. Even then. I was just like, ooh, shit. Be like the hidden Don. Secret, be, ooh, like be the secret president. S- secret Don president? Yeah. Is that our Telemundo show? Yes. We could have a, a Don for a cartel that's secretly the president of Mexico or something? No, no, like have a mafia. Like, you be the head of the mafia, and then, like, bow out somehow, and, like, instill another guy, but then, like, you just live extra rich in a secret life, but you, like, tell the... You tell the fucking mob boss what to do, but like you know, if any heat comes down, that guy will take it. 
like a front company mob. This almost s- s- slick sounds like the plot of a Black Dynamite. Remember, uh, uh, Richard Nixon was running a Colt Anaconda liquor. Oh yeah, I guess that was the U.S. government. <laughs> <laughs> Which we love that movie too. Black Dynamite is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Who saw that coming? I mean, I mean who's seen where that came from? <laughs> ha ha! I threw that shit for I walked in the room. God damn it, Lucinda. I don't even got to look up the noise that you talking. Dude. You want to go back to Crenshaw Pete? Huh? With his hot ass coat hangers? hangers? Would huh? you like that bitch? bitch? It's just that when you see the rage settle in his face, you fucking laugh every time. That, that's such a funny ass movie. One of my favorite bits from that movie is uh, actually, I'm going to do two because they're both fucking hilarious. My mama said my daddy's name is Black Dynamite. Oh. Uh, hu- 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 hush up, sweetie. That's what my mama said my daddy's name is. Nah, nah. Hush oh, up. hush up, little girls. Lots of cats got that name. <laughs> He's yeah. on that date with the ch- <laughs> Yeah. Oh, hush up, little girls. Lots of cats got that name. And uh, But Black Dynamite, I too sell drugs to the community. Yeah. Well, I don't know. That movie's great. We should watch that movie. God, I haven't watched Black Dynamite in years. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, it's so just such a good one. Yeah, that fucking, uh, who was it that says that? He's the cop from Reno 911, or one of them. Black Dynamite. But he, I, he's all dressed like a I pimp and shit. <laughs> yeah, he's in, like in a cowboy. Uh, Dude, he's got a mustache and like a, a blue fucking cowboy hat or something. And he's <laughs> like got his suede one piece fucking. Yeah. Like, I don't know, he looks bad. He's so wide eyed in that meeting, though. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Because he doesn't know what he's going to do with not selling drugs in the community. That, that whole movie, everyone, Ugh. is great in it. Um,. But who is extra great in the movie we watched that we should be talking about? Clarence Williams III. Fuck yes. Um, when that snake tongue comes out between his gap and his teeth, whoo! Oh, yeah. Dude, when he starts getting wild. I wish I could do that. Dude, yeah. He, he's also a great actor. Did, did we do an episode on Blue Hill Avenue? Oh, uh, let me check. Uh, actually, yeah, yeah we check. did. We did. I know we did. I remember I'm actually... Having recall of putting it up onto the podcast host site. Right, well, I'm gonna go with we did it. We did. I've, we we watched uh, too many movies. I forget. Yeah, I would say they all bleed together sometimes. But uh, for fuck's sake, any man that can deliver a line like "You fucked up, cop. Your ghetto pass has been revoked," and it was still a good delivery, but still Hard. somehow hilarious. Just that line from Blue Hill Avenue. Yeah, he he was really great. He was on the Mod Squad. I don't know if you remember that show. It used to come on TV Land when we were kids. They made a movie with uh, I remember Claire wa- Danes in I, the nineties, and I remember saying watching Giovanni Ribisi or whatever his name is. I remember watching some of it and then just not liking it, and then just never watched. I just never like changed the channel. I guess. Yeah, he he was one of the main characters on that show. There was three of them. Mm. And do you remember the movie I'm talking about in the nineties? They kind of tried. Re- there was that weird phase where Hollywood was like. Let's make old TV shows from like the sixties and seventies into movies. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like I watched, I caught the movie. Oh, one, you caught some of the movie. I caught the movie one time on TV and was like, man, I don't really like. Granted, it wasn't in the beginning, but I was just like, man, this looks lame, and it's changed. I just ended up, you know. Yeah, there channel. was just a weird phase. Like I guess because Mission Impossible was a TV show and then became a movie series that really had nothing to do with the TV show. I mostly, I did not know that. Yeah, like that. Like it was a weird thing because. Like the, there's no Ethan Hunt in the show, kind of thing. They reboot it, and it's it's like how uh, remember SWAT with Colin Farrell and Jeremy Renner in the early 2000s. I know what you're talking. The movie, about. yeah, I never that saw that it. was a TV show in the 70s, and now it's a TV show again. 
Like they they've done this weird thing That's for a while. There. Weird. Yeah, Hollywood was just like we Starsky and Hutch. Remember that? We was, can't let them keep getting away with it. They're run. They've run out of ideas. It's sad. Like remember Starsky and Hutch with Ben Stiller and uh, Owen Wilson. Unfortunately. Yeah, that was a TV show. That, oh, that, I I knew that one. Yeah, and then they remade Chip or they did Chips as a movie a few years back. But yeah, Clarence Williams the Third was really awesome. Uh, I, I think he passed away just in the last few years. Oh, I think. Let me fucking check. I know. Uh, he was Bumpy Johnson in American Gangster. Remember that? Let me see. If, I don't think he's alive anymore. I don't. But it, he was always. This movie is the first thing I ever saw him in. I'll always associate him with this movie. I I associate a very bad time with American Gangster. The one time I sat down and watched it, I was I went and stayed at a person. I, I had I had uh, I had made a friend whose name was also Matt. And I went to his house, like, knew, just knew the guy, never really hung out with him much. And he just randomly was like, hey, do you want to go float the buffalo? And I was like, yeah, I've never done that. That sounds real fun. He's like, hey, come over to my house and spend the night, and then we'll go do it in the morning. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. Um, never really knew the guy. Um, we weren't – we had to have been like – Go close. Oh. Um, You're fine. Yeah, there you go. I don't know, like, might have been like my senior year or something, or like high, into high school. Yeah, and um, we and uh, well, we we were like hanging out doing stuff, and he's like, "Hey, I'm gonna put American Gangster on, and we'll just fall go to bed to it." And I was like, "Okay, that sounds cool." And I proceeded to get so violently sick during that oh, movie, God. and I I didn't know what like I didn't know what it was. Like, I didn't feel sick when I went over. I hadn't eaten anything crazy, but just got so deathly ill. And all, and like, he'd already fallen asleep. I didn't know where anything was because I'd never been in the house. And I never, like, we just, like, went upstairs and never came back down because I think there was, like, a bathroom up there. Oh, God. So you were just like, so, like I, I didn't know the layout of, the, of this house. It's like two or three in the morning. And I'm just so sick. Like, I, like, I feel like I'm going to puke and shit at the same time. And I'm like, I can't. I almost sounds like you had a little food poisoning or something. I don't know what it was. And I didn't want to get up and like wander around the house. I was like, I'm okay sitting here. Mm-hmm. But the moment I start moving, it gets worse. And my head's like swimming. And all I can do is sit there and watch American Gangster. <laughs> to this day, I've never forgotten that. And you associate it with that feel bad thing. So you've never. Yeah. Giving a second shot kind of thing. And I think I might have, like, eventually said, fuck it, stumbled to the bathroom, puked, and then just passed the fuck out. And was completely fine the next day. Had a fun-ass time. Hmm. We'll give it another shot if you ever can, because it's a decent movie. Yeah. But he's, uh, like, Denzel Washington's mentor figure in that. In that, And uh, this just came back to me. Remember Half-Baked? Oh, yeah. He's Samson in it. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I want to talk to Samson. God. Fly me up to the moon. I haven't seen that's another one we should do. I hadn't watched fucking Yeah, I, I, I forgot. I was like, movie. Oh yeah, he's Samson in that. But he's always been really uh good and but this is the first thing I ever he'll he'll forever in my heart always be Mr. Sims. Yeah. As much as I love uh whatever his name was in Blue Hill Avenue and, and Samson. I, I and, don't, and I don't Bumpy know. he was good as Bumpy Johnson in American Gangster. He's not in it long, but but uh Clarence Williams the third's awesome. Uh, I mean, everyone in this movie does, does a great job. Oh, yeah. like, And, I mean, 
some of it is kind of as you've gotten older, it's not as scary. It's kind of almost funny little bits of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I just remember being fucking terrified that at any moment someone could just turn into the fucking devil and I'm in hell out of nowhere. Well, that's just you got to instill. You should have just instilled within your little seven-year-old heart to never trust anyone because anyone could be the devil. Oh, I did. <laughs> what do you do if I? I've got a gap too. Uh, attack you, flip that table over on top of you, and, and try. Well, you're dead, though, man, so it don't matter. You're in hell. <laughs> nah, he's just kidding, y'all. That ain't, that's not. Sorry, you looked like, uh, you were like, wait, what? What? <laughs> Fletcher? Uh, What'd you do if all this melted around nah, and I was like, hell? I was actually looking to see where your gun was, because I was thinking, well, if you are the devil, I might as well shoot you in the fucking face. Wouldn't hurt. What's the worst you're gonna do? I'm in hell. That's true. I mean, uh, it could be worse. I could be a, uh, I could be a Bob Odenkirk devil from hell and back. Run it like a shitty restaurant. Yeah. I'll have the I'll have the uh, Pizza Hut. Nope. Sorry, but the sign says Pizza Hut and Taco Bell. Nope. Only Chalupas here. <laughs> Welcome to hell. All right. Well, I'll have a Chalupa. Nope. All out. Like uh, what? Remember how hell became a lame ass theme park? Yeah, for a bit. That, that's a good one too. But uh, yeah, sorry. Let's get back on to tales from the hood. We're we're getting sidetracked, but whatever. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Uh, the the only the only thing about this movie that I did not remember was the last story. Was the last story because it's a little fucked up. Yeah. Like violent gang member, like almost dies, goes to prison, gets let in out into some like government experimentation project. Or experimentation therapy or something, right? Yeah, some experimental therapy, and he's like thrown in a cage next to a fucking white supremacist. Yeah, clan member, uh, who I guess is also a violent criminal. And then they try to like, inst- I guess they actually try to rehabilitate I- him. Rehabilitate him through <sighs> sensory deprivation. Sensory, de- yeah, that plus hypnosis. And yeah, like. The last story is kind of a mini Clockwork Orange. Yeah, in the sense of it's almost a Alex's treatment. It's for almost that movie. a Ludovico uh, experiment. Yeah, except because that one horrified me. Too I guess as it's kid. more. I guess more of a brainwashing. Yeah, because it's like they just flash images of uh, violent, violent hate crimes, and then them like they just filmed a bunch of gang members shooting each other yeah like that's obviously fake but then there's a whole bunch of real life pictures of people getting lynched and shit and it's like whoa god damn yeah the movie gets hard on the last story yeah like, like real world hard and it's like yeah you why do you think i put you in that cell with that other guy because our main character in the last story is just a hoodlum violent guy like guns down Someone for some beef or some shit. It's like, hey, heard you talking shit. Boom, 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 boom. And then his buddies show up from out of the house and start shooting at him. And the cops show up, sneak up on somehow a group of people. Like, an entire platoon of police officers are in this neighborhood out of nowhere. Our main character in the story gets clipped, goes to jail, and then goes to the experimentation uh, thing we were talking about. And, uh, Basically, like the woman that's running it is trying to get Crazy K, who has a fucked up K cut in his hair, yeah, to kind of repent for his lifestyle. Yeah, trying to be like you're no better than the fucking clan. Yeah, like all you're doing is killing black people. Yeah, because like they're like your lifestyle is 
basically punishing your own people. And then, like, all the dead people that uh, Crazy K has killed come and talk to him in a sensory deprivation chamber. And you also find out uh, a stray bullet of uh, Crazy K's went through a wall and killed a little girl. And also, too, he killed uh, someone he knew that was a, a friend of his. Starts talking to him. He's like, man, little I wasn't ripping you off. Like, he killed someone basically for the wrong reason or no reason, in a sense. Yeah. Because he was like, I couldn't let you get away with that. I had to be hard and kill you. And uh, That part was a little hard to watch. Because of the flashing, Jeez, the, the strobe. strobe. Yeah, I did not. I don't know. I just did not remember the end of the, or that last segment being that. Um, See, I do because it fucked me. Kind of harsh. Harsh on the eyes. Yeah, I, I remember because I was just like, all the experimentation was just so weird to me as a kid. Yeah, just they just spun him around. A lot and then put him in a dark room really far below ground and strapped him to a chair and. At this point, you and know... Then, and then, fuck it, it's all a Jacob's Ladder scheme. Yeah, and, like, he, this was his chance to redeem his soul, I guess, and go to heaven or something. Uh, yeah. And, uh... And I guess she was an angel. That's how she was all in white, and, uh... Basically, Crazy Case just telling her, no, fuck that, I don't give a fuck what I did. He, you know, he's like, I'm the victim, I've had a hard life, which was probably true, but still. And, uh, he basically keeps saying, I don't give a fuck, I don't give a fuck. And it cuts to where he had been shot by the friends of the other guy he shot that he, I guess, in a death dream, it imagined that the police showed up and shot them, when in reality... They, they just had, continued to shoot him. They said, we don't give a fuck either, and gunned him down, and it's revealed that the three people that gunned Crazy K down are the three main guys that have showed up at the Mr. Sims funeral home to get these drugs, and they didn't like that last story. Because it was a little fucked up and too close to home for them. And they were like, man, how the fuck do you know that? And they start whipping his ass, which we, we said the end already. But they go down to a basement, and you start seeing Mr. Sims just touch lights and they come on. And one of them kind of notices it, but the other two didn't. Yeah, I think the little guy with the hat saw it. And was like, hey, what the fuck? And uh, he shows them where the drugs are, and he's like, they're in some coffins. And they open the coffins... There's and three coffins. There's three coffins, and it's their bodies in there. And Mr. Sims is like, after you killed Crazy K, some of his boys caught up to you. So I guess the cops didn't actually kill him either. Yeah, I guess. That was just Mr. Crazy, Crazy, Crazy K's death dream, or his DMT uh, thing before he got viciously gunned down in the street. Yeah. But he was a vicious man, and what goes around comes around. Yep. And, uh, Live by the sword, die by the sword. Yeah, Mr. Sims let them know they're in hell. And one of them, this is just a funny note, one of them was okay, dropping no, his shoulders. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no, I was like, Fletcher just started dancing. I'm thinking, like, buddy, you're, we're, this is a podcast. I know. No one can see. I, I, I used to know what that's actually called, that, that dance. Uh, yeah, I can't think. It's that's like, what I can't remember. You just it. look up and drop your shoulders back and waggle. Yeah. What? Like, the other two are, like, legit look like they're Oh, my God, I'm burning in hell. Yeah, like, they're having appropriate reactions to discovering, oh, oh, oh shit, I'm actually in hell on fire. That middle guy, that little dude with the hat, I don't think he did. <laughs> he kind of fucked that take up, I think. Yeah, it was funny. Oh, yeah, it works. Uh, but I will say that all three did a good job of realizing, of freaking the fuck out that they've been just told, like, you're dead. Yeah. How the fuck are we in this funeral home talking to your crazy ass than if we did? Like, this ain't no funeral home. It ain't the Terror Dome, neither. Welcome to hell. hell. Motherfuckers. Yeah, that... His devil didn't even have legs, dude. He was just like on he, a throne. He was like melded into a fucking throne. Like it, 
That's a that's a crazy devil. That's a scary. It, devil. It was a scary looking devil for real. Yeah, because it's, it's like a kid, the, and even now it still looks really good. Yeah, it's like the whole floor could be him. Yeah, like they did a good job with the prosthetics on on that makeup shot, which honestly, for I guess being nearly thirty years old, it kind of looks really good. Yeah, like the in the first segment, the guy with the uh, the uh, well, the undead guy, the, the politician, zo- the, the the zombie politician that comes back up. That still looked pretty freaky. Oh yeah, like the 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 makeup on him looked good, and, and it's like the the contacts, those like bright Blue those contacts. Like, oh, I thought they were like white. Well, they were they're like milky white around, but like they had like a weird blue milkiness in them too. Yeah, because that was not that guy's normal eye color. No, uh, like that shit was really cool. The, there were a couple shots with the pu- with the not puppets, but the little dolls. Yeah, they obviously were. Just dolls on a string or someone below the camera. No, nah, I'm not even talking about that. There's some that look like they um like overlaid two shots. Oh yeah, they did. You could like that one where they're running towards the yeah, well, yeah, the governor or whatever. Yeah. Duke. And the light you can tell like the lighting looks a little weird. Yeah. Like that's like the worst part of the effects but in the movie. It still looks like better than like if they would have done just like CGI with him in there. Oh yeah. Like uh again, solid horror movie, solid budget. Still way better than two or three in terms of production value. Yeah. As like, much as I like Keith David, he's the Mr. Sims character in the second one. And, um, it's just not. It's just not there. And then the third one they made, which... He he, he, he he took the devil persona too literally Yeah, when he picked out his... Co- I feel like he picked out his own costume. Or that's actually, you know what, actually, you know what? Fuck that. The jackass who directed or, you know... Whoever the costumer was. Whoever the costumer for that movie... I don't know if they'd Pick, seen the original. They oh no, they probably had they probably just knew that, oh, okay, this is the character that's supposed to be the devil. Let's put him in a red suit with fucking flame like flames on it and shit, man. And let's insinuate so goddamn hard that this is the devil. Yeah, which I guess that's the sad <sighs> thing about the second one is the caveat with the first one is we all know if you've seen the first one. That uh, whoever's telling the stories is going to be fucking the devil. Yeah, and uh, I think part of that second one is just they didn't have the budget because it was really they, they man they could have picked that suit though. God damn, do you remember that suit? That I bright do. bright fucking suit. And I want to say it changes as the stories progress. I, that I can't remember. I want to say it does. I want to say we said like, which is ridiculous. By the end of it, like Keith David was selling like a Japanese hot potato chip brand or something. Because his devil looked a little ridiculous in that second one, and it was, it was just really him with red contacts and yeah. It just the, the second one just doesn't have the budget or the effort that this first one does. Nor does the third one. Not trying to shit on the second one too hard, but I don't. Nah, well they did Emmett Till wrong. They, they did. They but, did. Um, or that Emmett Till did that dude wrong who did repent. No, nah, I'm talking about the guy who wrote that version of Emmett Till. Oh yeah, did yeah, Emmett you didn't Till like wrong. the way that, he wrote Emmett Till. They to made not him. Redeem a, they made guy. him evil. Yeah, like, well, I mean, not really evil, but they just made him like, well, well, no, fuck you, dude. Yeah, because that guy did repent and he still got fucked over. But um, which go back and listen to our Tales from the Hood two, a very early episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. First one though, the best and a. I guess we've gone on. We're at thirty-five minutes. You want to rate this one? And get out of here. Uh, I'll give it. Um, hmm. Hmm. Actually, you know what? Fuck you. You rate it first. Um, I want to hear your metric. Yeah, I'm gonna give it an eight out of ten. And yeah, that might be generous, but 
I don't give a shit. I'm a fan of horror movies. This is a not the first horror movie I've seen, but one of the first earlier ones I remember just utterly scaring the fuck out of me. And uh, again, I I'd already seen Tales from the Crypt, like I said earlier. But I also just enjoy anthology horror, and this is the probably first anthology horror movie I'd seen, just by coincidence. Yeah. And again, like I said, I like Tales from the Dark. I've always enjoyed scary stories, and I had an older sister that would uh, was really into horror when she was a teenager and I was younger, so she would make me watch it, like, scream, and I know she that summer because I was too fucking afraid of them. I was too little. She was watching, like, 12. She was, like, making me watch shit with my eyes open at, like, like holding them open <laughs> at, like, 8. Uh, yeah, I had that, I had a little bit of that. Yeah, and I was just like, but then it's funny, I, I later found out she was deathly afraid of clowns, and I mean, like, deathly afraid of clowns, and that, then now I kind of like horror movies better than her, and it's just sort of funny how that works out. She's still afraid of clowns. Oh, fuck yeah. Weak. Um, I found out we were watching Scary Movie 2 when it was new, and uh, we were sitting there in the living room watching it, and uh, she... You remember there's a clown doll in Scary Movie 2? Yeah, and he fucks it because it, it tries to fuck or, him. Or he yeah, tries Ray, to fuck Ray Ray. Ray, Ray. Later or whatever. Call him Ray Ray. Ray Ray, sorry. <laughs> uh, when they first just show that doll in the hallway in the chair, we were just sitting there watching it, and they just show that doll that's a clown, and she instantly buried her fucking face in my shoulder, and she's older than me. It's my sister Nikki, and I was just like, what the fuck? And she's like, I can't look at that. I, can't. I was like, what? I was like, you're afraid of clowns? And... I was like, you're giving me shit when uh, I Know What You Did Last Summer was new. And I was like, I was like eight when that came out. And I was like, I can't watch this. It's too scary. And she made me watch when uh, those eyes open up when uh, Ryan Philippine jumps in to get that crown. Yeah. It just zooms in on those eyes. It, but she liked Scream a lot and that kind of shit, which I think now but I probably. But afraid of clowns. Yeah. And I was just like, for real? She she could not look at it. She could not look at the screen like she would look down at the floor. Like like there's things that bother me that I don't like, but I don't think like that sounds like a legit goddamn fear. Like I, that, that is I can't remember what the the name of that is. It's a phobia because uh, I was somewhere in college one time, or I was at a snack machine. I know where I was. It was like in a quad, and uh, I was with a buddy of mine, and it was Halloween. And this is like 2008, and. Uh, I shit you not, I saw this happen. We heard these people talking, like, from me to your front door. And you know, there's, like, a little awning with vending machines, and I was getting, like, a Coke or something. And I was talking to my buddy I was with, and he was talking to these this couple. There's a guy talking to a couple, and he was saying, like, yeah, I'm ready to go out. I can't wait to get dressed. He's like, I just hope I don't see any clowns or anything like that. And some dude walked up behind him dressed as Heath Ledger Joker, but in the nurse outfit. And that dude turned around and fainted out, like paramedics came. Oh my god! And uh, he, like, I mean, I guess he was legit that afraid of him that he passed out. I cannot remember what that's called. There's I mean, a- okay, I'm not gonna sit here and say I don't. I don't have phobias because I guess like I don't like heights. Yeah, I feel you. I could see myself passing out from heights, maybe. But a goddamn clown. That's like, like, like I said, expressed earlier. I had a fear of dolls. But I don't now. I don't now because yeah. I know, oh, hey, all you got to do is stomp the shit out of them. It's a fucking doll. Yeah, so that's why the dolls freaked like, you out like on this Chucky, one, kind of? Chucky used to fuck me up real bad. Oh, yeah. Like, I can I can vividly remember my dad. Like, my little sister had a doll that kind of looked like Chucky. Mm-hmm. And he would, like, set that shit up in the hallway. And if I was, like, being bad or something, he'd be like, 
you, you better sit down and eat your fuck all your all your dinner. Look, Chucky's gonna. Oh, you see, you see Chucky. He's over there down in the living room. He'll kill you. And I, <laughs> I mean, he wouldn't. He wouldn't say kill me, but he said Chucky will get you. And he'd have that shit propped up in the corner. And I, oh my god, I would just sit there and cry. Eat my dinner. Eat my dinner and hope to like. I would just somebody else would have to go into the living room down the hallway and mm-hmm. move that motherfucker. But now I know, oh, I could have just walked up and kicked the shit out of it. Like, it's funny how getting scared as a kid's different than, like, other fears later. Like, yeah. the heights thing, I get where you're coming from. I don't like them. I'm not really afraid of them. But for me, it's more about having my footing. Does yeah. that make sense? Like, yeah. being up in a high skyscraper doesn't bother me at all. But, like, fucking sitting on the edge of a mountain or something, I'm like, fuck that. Now, I've done that. That's fun. Yeah, but like kind of. I'm talking about people like on like, actually, yeah, I was climbing like those steep ass walls to get up a mountain, like free climbing. Yeah, I ain't doing yeah, that. Yeah, I'm like that. Fuck that. Nah. Like, uh, but like flying planes and shit doesn't really bother me, or like being up in tall skyscrapers. Yeah, it's also I guess more it's more just a fear of falling to your death. But like, okay, like uh, my stepdad's dad, he was a steel beam worker, and. He, he, there's like pictures of him just walking on a steel building, building, building a skyscraper. Don't know if I'd want to do that though, because there's no safety, or at least back then. I, well, yeah, I would say nowadays, like I would need a fucking safety harness. Because uh, uh, my stepdad said it, like there'd been a few times like they built a bridge that was really high up that if you fell you died still, and like his dad came home a couple times in that job like because there was like they're like someone would just fall into the mist. That was it, mm. and uh, so I guess he came home a couple times had to have a few stiff drinks. Because all you're doing is walking on a steel beam, and it's not like... Yeah. I mean, you got to balance. And I'm like, fuck that. But, you know, like, he's got pictures of him, like, sitting up, like, on a beam eating on a lunchbox, you know? And I'm like, fuck that. Yeah. But uh, power to those people that did that, but, but I digress. goddamn clowns. Hey, I, I never fucking held it against her, but I, I think she still... I remember bringing it up, like... Years and years and years later, and she's like, "Yes, yeah, don't fuck with clowns." She might be over it now, but I'm pretty sure up until her like 25, she still did not like I, clowns. I think you know what you need to do for or be for Halloween. Yeah, if I see her. Uh, but uh, what are you rating this though? Sorry, we got off on a clown tangent. Uh, I'll give it. What did you give it? A I gave it an eight, and like I said, I gave it just because I love anthology, and this is okay. a weird. Uh, Fletcher gave it eight nothings. I'm gonna give it seven. My own dead body in a court, or my own dead body in a coffin, out of ten. Seven out of ten. Very nice. Seven dead me's out of ten dead me's in a box. Okay, that's my rating. Well, you want to get out of here, Bubba? I think we should. I think we should. Uh, I think we've overstayed our welcome. We have overstayed our welcome. I just want to make sure we're not in hell when we open the door to go out for a cigarette. But everyone, go watch Tales from the Hood, and we will catch you on the next one. Bye. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>